Oh, shit. Do we have somebody joining us? Let's see. C is E. Yeah. Good. good. Bend the boys and his bitch. Speaky Clout and his bitch. Shock. What is cracking? Man, what up? Chilling, man. We're going oh, three. Shit. I'm going to go three heads up like this. But what you been doing, man? You've been waiting. Hey, shit, bro. Doing, you know, being smart, not being fucking dumb. Just doing essential shit like, like niggas teach us to do out here. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> niggas be out chilling with their homies, sharing blunts and shit still. Like, you want you want to kill your grandmother, nigga. <laughs> I ain't even right. sharing blunts with my lady. I'm making my lady smoke my roaches. Like, I'm not even like, Word. this is me. This is, we, we call these facials now, son. We do facials. Word. We're smoking Word. facials. But uh, figure you fucking sitting around waiting for Griselda to announce that fucking Eminem can go fuck himself and that they're going to fuck. Oh, I can't wait. That they're just going to fucking put out shit on Rock Nation. Rock Nation is poisoning the entire well. Has anybody noticed that? Oh, yeah. Oh, they're just getting everybody. They're they're poisoning the well, man. Like I don't know if anybody, like I I because of the because of the Budden podcast, like I knew more about the Megan the Stallion the situation than I gave a fuck about for sure. Right. But like that Megan the Stallion situation was completely perpetrated by Jay Z and Rock Nation, and I can imagine that he did the same fucking sort of thing with Griselda. Where he pointed out and nitpicked every little fucking clause in their contract that he didn't like. Who knows with this dude, Jay, man? Uh, that and M doesn't like to release shit. Shady doesn't like to release shit. He get a vinyl, he get a tape, he get a CD, but don't give them niggas nothing. They yeah, gotta they, they gotta sell their shit at that show. They pressed you know, up their own too. CDs of what would Sheen Gun do for Shout out to Rome Bone for that too, by the uh, way. Uh I'm like, wow. And you could tell they pressed it up on their own because it's in that digipack shit like they do for all their yeah. shit. You, you know, know I have every single Griselda release there is. So, again, shout out Rombone for that one. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, he's a fuck off. I said, I've said that. Like, my, my attitude was he, he fucking slaughtered house them. But they they had enough control over they already their, had own their own shit. Thing going. Yeah, like, they had their own thing. So, they didn't. He couldn't fuck them. Like it wasn't like he was fucking them. Um, but who's who's even fucking over? Who's in charge over there now? Who's in charge of Shady now? Not Paul. Well, he just left. He just left Def Jam. Paul, yeah, because Paul went to Def Jam. Every fucking buddy hates him. So he fucking he wasn't even there a year, right? I don't even. I don't even know how long. I don't even think it was buddy shit on him every second. Yeah, yeah. Yup, because Paul can't run. Paul can barely run M by himself. He clearly couldn't run Shady. How many fucking go through the list of MCs that because of Shady never reached their full potential? Obi Trice. Stat Quo, man. Uh, Stat Quo. Fuck. Fuck Stat I remember Stat Quo. Stat Quo. That album is fire. Stat Lana, it it got leaked. Fire. Fire. Alchemist on there. Shit's banging. Fire. He was one of the iller, like, rap dudes coming out of fucking the South. Yeah, he was. Like, even, like, D12, unless your fucking name's Caniva, like, Bizarre need to, Bizarre just need to shut up, because I know oh, yeah, M I ain't answering the good. phone. I know M ain't answering the phone. Like, <laughs> M, M's too busy trying to fucking get in fucking Joyner Lucas's pants. Speaking of the coolest <laughs> motherfucker of this fucking century... So, 
what it's cool now to cosplay living dudes that was like realistic like to, to questionable not, as fuck to, to write a song that's essentially a love letter to the corniest dude from the 1900s and then to cosplay that dude for the wow. video strictly to get that fucking notice and try to get next to that dude there's no one it's not at this point the like the play he's done the same fucking thing the play has happened over and over again so why has nobody noticed that the what the play is here? And I, I'm, I just don't want him in movies because he'd be awful. I don't want him to fucking rap. I don't want him to do anything. <laughs> I want him to disappear. I hear a lot of shit talking from that dude on Twitter. Like, dude, just don't fuck with him. Neither do I. I, I never a- heard somebody be like, "Yo, put on that Joiner Lucas shit." Facts. And I'm from like I fuck. Think about where I fucking do shows. We do right. shows in Worcester. I I'm was from Worcester. You, my background with Joyner Lucas, motherfuckers know my background with Joyner Lucas. First of all, I was in the room when that dude got Tech Nine and Hopson confused. Yeah, I saw that. Wow. And it's on video. I yeah, was I in the that. fucking room. We we were in the fucking we were in the fucking dressing room slash locker room at the fucking hockey rink in Maine. And he, oh, I came out to, oh, why don't you have a text question, which he, I'm sure he asks all black people that he meets. Why don't you come to my shows? <laughs> right. right. So he asked, why had I never seen you at one of my shows in Worcester? Because if you're repping Worcester, you definitely should have been to, you know what I mean? Right. Oh, I was just there a couple weeks ago with you, with you and your boys. Who? Hobson. Right. So like, that's on really? video. I was like, and then. Yeah. There's a video of him asking uh, asking Tech to wear his chain. You gonna ask a grown man to wear his chain? Wait, he asked to wear his strange chain. Yeah, he asked Tech. Fucking lame, son. Yo, you what? You did what? So Mm. there's that. There's the video of my old uh, of Becky hitting him in the mouth with the water bottle. That video is on. Like, fuck that dude. Like, you all know my fucking background with that dude. Fuck that dude. I don't even know is he back here. I heard he was back here. But he don't fucking he don't support yeah, nothing or do nothing. There's been dudes, there's <laughs> mad dudes from Worcester that like have been like, we're on some, you know, he gonna help put us on and shit as a city. It's like bro, it's been like anybody, four years. Anybody from Worcester bought that dude. Anybody else? There's some good rap in Worcester too, man. There is. Like, there's some trash, but there's there some good rap in Worcester, right? Fucking the homie Nine Mills and his homeboy, fucking Resno, uh, the fucking Sweet Factory, that yeah, Paulie, who works with, the, and these are people who rep. Like these are those are people who I wouldn't even put in the Juggalo box. No, but they're at shows. Yeah, you know why? Because underground. Because that's why. Right. You know we're not out here. That's why. Like a joiner, joiner took like the Hobson Underground back door. Like that, I that dude was driving around Worcester with vans with his yeah face with his wrap around it. He had a million dollars coming out the gate with his little fucking bullshit first production contract. He had. Yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to Sean Silence, whose kid goes or did go at least did go to the same school as my kid. Um, I ran into him one day and he was like Chuck Reeves, and I was like, yeah, and I didn't know who he was. And he pulled his chain out of his shirt. It was a, it says Dead Silence on it. That's the name of the company. And I was like, oh, you're Joiner's fucking bankroll. I was like, nice to meet you. <laughs> like, that was after everything had happened. Like, I I basically told that dude, I said, look, 
If I was litigious, after I got jumped in Worcester and he took credit for it on Facebook, I was like, bro, knowing what I know about his money, if I was litigious, I would sue the fuck out of you. And it'd be you I'm suing the fuck out of, not Joiner, because right. you're his bankroll. And I know that. And after that, Joiner really like, he throttled back how he was acting because he was out there acting the fool. Was like he? he, but he, he, but he wasn't him doing it. He was right. sending his fucking, his manager, his most, uh, I won't even say his manager because I know it's not his manager, his assistant, his fucking boy, uh, Izzo is the guy who actually came and did the dirty work. And that, that's like his dirty work. And it's like, bro, don't be sending Izzo around, but then you're going to hop on Facebook taking credit for it. Because you're right. fucking corny, bro. Like, you got you you three Jet Beauties of the Week tried beating my ass, and you straight up, you could not do it. Completely, like, outside of a Cottonmouth King show, I knew something was up because there were three black gentlemen that were extremely well-dressed. Like, this is a Cottonmouth King show, bro. Like I'm right. the, you're clearly not, this is not the place that you thought it was or something. I don't no. know. You're sticking out, bro. Right. Sticking out. Fucking B clown team backpack. Team backpack's actually gone. Put that up on the screen for people to see. Shout team to backpack is actually gone. It became world underground. I don't know how this shit happened or what that final disposition of all those fucking whack rappers that were on that shit. But the only dude who made anything of himself was Gmo Ski. And he had a problem with them before he left. Uh but I did see, I think it's this weekend coming up, or it's this weekend now, this weekend. Dame is doing those music entrepreneur club meetings. I think it's still around. Yeah, Dame yeah. Dame works with BeatStars now. BeatStars is being run by the Indian dude, Dev, who was like the co-founder of Team Backpack. Um, And BeatStars is doing like a it's a two or three day. This is how you fucking you should be using your quarantine time. And one day's hosted by Dame. One day's hosted by Dev. Um, I think they got uh they got Jaron Benton is going to talk, and it's like a telemeeting, and it's free. You just have to RSVP for it. Like I'd, I'll always be the type to fucking push people to do that. There might be something in the works, fellas, that with both of you being Massachusetts based would be very interesting to you. That I'm sure I'll talk more about offline, but Mission sure. Underground LA, which is what Team Backpack used to put on, which was like their crowning crown jewel event, which I loved. I love any large scale hip hop event like that. That's damn near like rapper camp is amazing. Like, you know what I mean? Anything like that, even Astro to some degree is like nerd camp. So it's it's centered around those fucking stupid auditions for the fucking cypher. That's what those it was centered around. But there was other wow. shit going on, especially the second year and the third year where there was like workshops and beat demonstrations and shit like that. And like me and the dude, um, MK, you guys know MK? Nah. The Never internet heard. internet guy, MK. Yeah. 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 So yeah. me, me and him were on a panel together about the comedic side of hip hop. And uh, like it never came out. You want to talk about wasted opportunity? That was like a 90-minute TED Talk Chuck Reeves gave that ended oh, yeah. with him going, put shows on. If you go home and you ain't got shows where you live, produce them. It's not fucking rocket science. If you don't know how, my email address is head.reeves at gmail. 
Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that was when I was pushing the everybody, if you ain't got shows, produce shows shit. But um, we're trying, and by we, me and the unnamed people, are trying to put together something similar here for New England, where it's going to be, it's going to be pointed towards not your hip hop fans so much. There will be stuff for the fans. There'll be there will be a show aspect. There will be some rap aspects, but it's more of, hey rapper, come up here, and we're gonna have like Grime Mode Cipher is gonna have a booth, and you're gonna be able to speak to the guys who rep Grime Mode Cipher and find out what the deal is and how you can submit for that, and and they're gonna film some ciphers there, and you could actually. You could potentially get on a cipher right there on the spot. And then we're going to bring in producer, whoever, and we're going to give him a booth and you're going to be able to buy beats from him right there on the spot. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to bring in the guy who runs the mobile recording studio. And you're going to be able to collab with people you meet at the convention, at the conference, right there on the spot. And it's going to be, you know, we're going to bring photographers in and say, oh, you need headshots. You need promo shots. Here's the fucking photographer. Put your fucking money up and fucking get the shot. You know, and buying the ticket is going to have like you get so many fucking services on that ticket. So basically teach them how to fucking do business. Yeah, man. Like motherfuckers on Instagram. Like we could elevate the entire coast by holding one weekend event and literally with the like. Get the guys who run the 656 festival on a panel. And have that panel be called whatever. But that's when, like, I could go out and get twisted to come rap. And that's fine. And that's going to make me some money. But what I'm more interested in is calling George and saying, how much to get you to fly here and do 90 minutes on it's fucking a- show planning? Because you, you've, you've, you did every fucking gathering from the 8th until the fucking 15th or whatever. Like you do Astro. These are all skills that like we can sell a, a TED talk type ticket, like masterclass shit. Right. Mall, Mall from the Joe Budden podcast is given podcasting masterclasses. Right. Like so. And but that would be part of it, too, is the, the podcasting side of hip hop. So there so would be teaching s- niggas how to podcast. Well, no, but like you have like podcasters on station doing it, promotional interviews for people. What? What? right there you know what i'm saying and then you have a panel that's a bunch of podcasters and it's like this is how you go about asking for a guest like it's way simpler than you think like when i started this whole thing i thought there was processes and you got to email certain people and all the man there are no fucking rules and i think sometimes all it takes is somebody who's doing it to tell somebody who's not there are no rules do whatever the fuck you want just be respectful. And that you can launch a thousand ships, man. Like you can launch a thousand ships this way. And I'd rather be the dude to uplift a like a fucking rising tide lifts all boats. Especially right now with the with the fucking future being so spotty. It's like I think a lot of people are gonna come out of this gung ho to get their fucking dreams done because we don't know what's gonna fucking happen long term in this bitch. Right fucking mother nature could fucking fart and we can all fucking drop dead like it's the fucking happening and i'm mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah the, the uncertainty people come out of it i'll be honest i thought there was going to be a lot more iller content than we're getting right now no it, like i said it's really fucking hard to get motivated 
when you don't fucking know. Like, and to be honest with you, the other night, my phone data went down, the Wi-Fi went down, and my TV went down all at once. And I went, well, here we fucking go. Yeah. Because that'll be the next thing, in my opinion. If this yeah. is going to continue to progress into fucking Terribleville, the next thing is we're going to lose the internet. Uh, okay. For whatever reason, we're just going to lose it. And if that happens, that's another fucking crisis entirely. That's uh, That would be fun. But when it happened, when it happened, I went, the other night when everything went down, I went, it all went down at once. That can only mean one thing. And my phone and my, my shit in my house must have just fucking decided to fucking hiccup. Right. But like I'm just ready for like and nothing would surprise me. Nothing bad would I I wouldn't be like ah because at this point it's like all right, what else? What else, bro? I feel like I'm on ESPN right now or something, the way we got this shit sided <laughs> up and shit. PTI, baby. I'm telling you, and this is the thing. We were ahead of the game. Think about the way the tonight show looks right now. What's the tonight show look like? This. Right. Every every fucking talk show on television right now looks like this. And in the future, this is going to be like, you know what I mean? Um, I was watching Nickelodeon with the kids, like actual Nickelodeon yesterday. There's a show on there where the layout is a game stream. Oh, really? But it's on TV. Right. With commercial breaks. Whoa. So they're ripping us off. Regular TV and regular media, especially after this, they're going to start ripping off this format and they're going to be looking for people who thrive in this format because there are people that are good at this format and there are some people who are terrible at this format, but good at the other format. I'm making sure while this shit show is going and while we still do have fucking internet that I'm putting out a show every Monday. See, I need to get back on it now that all my extraneous astronomicon works done until they're ready to produce something new which i'm pitching i'm trying to put out more content like i did i did a review of conway's album i did a review of a couple other albums see like the three of us using this we could fucking watch the show you ever seen the show classic man 95 shit yeah 1995 hip-hop documentary called the show fucking love it it's available on YouTube for free, which means I could easily pull it up here. We could watch that motherfucker and I could pause it and shit like a producer like I did on the Astro channel. I don't know if you guys watched the, the little watch along we did with the documentary. No, I got to peep that. But no. yeah, I played the documentary on my side, on my screen. Michael and Dustin watched it. I was off screen and they just told me when to pause it and shit. And they gave commentary over the top of it. Fire. Fire. We could do that with the show. We could do that. We could do that with a bunch of ill shit. We could do that with old block report DVDs I got. You ever seen the block report? No. Where it's like camera crews and like the different hoods of uh, San Francisco and like the bay and like it's like Mr. FAB and you meet his mom (laughs) and like fucking (laughs) like or like those beef those reaction videos yeah yeah but they're like long form reaction videos and then you cut clips out of those i'd even let like that's the thing man we could do it over here like dvds when they would have like a commentary you know and and anything that we couldn't get away with doing because of copyright on here you do it as what's called a two-screen experience where you just make sure you sync it up and you run some sort of a timer here and there but like this is live live but you can run this live to tape 
which is what I did with the other one, and then I edited it. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like, and it was interesting. Like I said, that I learned actually be dope. Fucking watching some hip hop shit and breaking it down while you're watching it. Like yeah, the, the show, yeah, the show is fucking. The show is amazing. I can't. When believe Ghostface and Method Man argue, it's fucking hilarious. Look at the answers you give. <laughs> why, <laughs> you give. Why are you always talking during the interviews? You got talk, 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 talk. Look at the answers you give. <laughs> But it was fucked up because they they caught them. They they had been in Japan for yeah, Japan, over a week, yeah. and Meth is like can't get no weed, which is true, which I'm sure they were sick from at least like stomach sick. What? And then he was like, and can't get no fucking regular food, which is also true in Japan. <laughs> so that must have fucked up their whole week. But you could easily, like, we could easily do that shit, man. Like, it's not difficult. And oh, with this okay. layout, I just found it. I'm gonna watch that shit. That's fucking great, bro. Like that's one of the most perfect fucking hip hop soundtracks of all time. This soundtrack's that, fire. That was something I was into today while I was cooking my fucking brunch with the kids. Um, I was listening to different hip hop soundtracks, and it was like, oh, yeah, above, above, above the rim, classic. Thank you, bro. Uh, classic. New, Jer- New Jersey Drive. New Jersey Drive is amazing. Fucking thirty songs over two volumes. And <laughs> Outcast, shit. Benz of Bima, Heads Ain't Ready from Boot Camp. Fucking fire, bro. Uh, what else? Um, Trespass. Yup, Trespass soundtrack. Yeah, uh, Judgment Night. 92. Judgment Night. The yep. nine, like the the early. I was on my early '90s shit, and then that morphed into me listening to fucking Albie Shore. Oh shit! Because that above the rim, that above the rim soundtrack's got some fucking R and B on it. I'll yeah, tell you it what, that's got some fucking some baby making music. The, the tape version's better because they got Tupac Pain. Yeah, they got the whole, they version. got the, they got the whole thing on here, and it's just a matter of getting the volume where it needs to be, and literally share share audio. Like, can you guys hear that? Yeah. Like, it's very easy to watch stuff. But yeah, I can't believe this 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 whole thing revolved around one concert, which if I could have gone to, I would have fucking punched somebody in the head, but I was like 12 fucking years old <laughs> when it happened. But it was at the Armory in Philly, Craig I Mack think. Yeah, it was at the Armory in Philly, I think. And it was Craig Mack. It was like all of Bad Boy at the time. So it was 95. Sure. So it was all of Bad Boy at the time. It was, wasn't it No Limit 2? Yeah, No Limit. Fucking Wu Tang Clan. There's the, fucking Warren G's in that shit. Yeah, Warren's in there, yo. Like, right. I'm talking about before Regulate came out. Warren G's in that shit. Big's in there. When they're talking about 213. Like that shit is so. They go visit Slick Rick in jail. Yeah, yeah. Russell Simmons. It's really good. I love it. Like that's that's hip hop official shit. You got that show shit. That's super hip hop official shit. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Ramen Reason. Um, there's that one. What's another good one? Yo, CB4. You ever seen CB4? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Gusto and shit. Yeah. 
Straight out of uh, low cash. Yeah, straight out of low cash. <laughs> Crazy motherfucking name Gusto. No, I'm black, y'all. And sweat, I'm black, on, y'all. Yeah, sweat on my ball. <laughs> the first time I ever heard sweat on my ball. Strangely <laughs> enough, I had sweat on my balls. And the MC Ren Mayday on the front line is on there. Yeah, Chris what? Rock basically predicted the entirety of rap music today with a movie what? called CB4, okay. which was about him and his two homies trying to make it. I can't believe you've never seen this either. Like for that's another hip hop shit. Um, Eddie Murphy's brother, Charlie Murphy was in it. It was like his first big major film role. He played a guy named MC Gusto who was a real life gangster. So he goes to jail. Chris rock essentially snitches on him. So it happens. But then Chris rock gets a chance to get famous as a rapper under the name MC Gusto. So he does. And then Gusto gets out of jail, but it's a comedy. (laughs) Like, Like he, dude. like he was just rapping the "I'm black, y'all," and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all. Fucking, because yeah, it was like him and his two homies, and one of them was like the militant black dude named Killer. What was his name? I can't Stab, remember, bro. No, it was it was MC Gusto, Stab Master Arson was the DJ, right? Yeah, and then and the then, dude that played G Money in New Jack City was yeah, the, uh, the guy who played G Money in New Jack City was um. Killer Mike, and he he became militant and started doing the public yeah. enemy style shit. Yeah, the public enemy fucking brand newbian. I'm black shit. <laughs> I'm so black, y'all. I'm and then there's like, black, there's like there's there's there you know it goes through like there's one groupie and there's a, she's super infamous and she's just got like a photo book of just all these fucking rappers. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, <laughs> it's so funny. It's like part parody, part like part documentary. It's super fucking funny. It's hilarious, yeah. Chris Elliott's in that shit. Are you familiar with Chris Elliott? If I see the face, I will be. The, why not the white dude in the van? The guy, the guy with them in the jeep, the white dude. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I know he's on. Yeah, about. yeah, man. That movie's fucking. That movie's fucking crucial. I that, watch and that. then uh, there's right around the same time there was a like a lower budget version essentially of CB4 that was called Fear of a Black Hat. Yo, Marvelarity One, Steve, my speaker clout, man, my brother, he told me about that. I never Yo, seen it. Yo, Fear of a Black Hat is like it, it it's it's underrated because CB4 is so good. Yeah. Like the bagheads. Do you remember the bagheads at the beginning of CB4? Part of the beginning is Chris Rock and his boys going through all these different gimmicks trying to figure out a gimmick that'll catch on. Yep. And one of them was the bag heads, and they had paper bags on their heads <laughs> with faces drawn on them. And they were just like, We're the bag heads, we're the bag heads. And it's like, <laughs> Yo, yo, right now, I know dudes who are on that tip that are like literally throwing any gimmick at the wall and seeing the juggle the world. Sick. Yep, yep, <laughs> fucking terrible. It's the bag heads, we're the bag heads. It's a great movie, fucking yuck, bro. Oh, why does Drake's son look like powder? Did you guys oh, see those no. fucking pictures? <laughs> why do I feel like that baby can control lightning? Why does that kid look like powder? And I know why he needed a DNA test. I'd be oh, if shit. if I had a fucking Cana- half Canadian French albino for a baby, <laughs> I wouldn't have told nobody either. I wouldn't have told nobody either. Push your uh, teeth, making that nigga be a good daddy, you know? Yo, you need to put that baby back in the fucking cupboard underneath the stairs where it belongs. <laughs> you need to be careful. That kid's going to turn 16 and get an owl in the mail and shit to go learn fucking magic. Jesus. <laughs> fucking how? 
The... Yo, we thought Drake was King of the Light Skins, but then it turns out he birthed the King of the Light Skins. That is yeah. the most light-skinned anything that's ever walked the earth. Yeah, both my parents are black, and I'm light-skinned as a motherfucker, but not like that. Jesus. Like, I see why. Like, I see why. Oh, God sent in this motherfucker. All right. So this is a good, since I noticed that, I'm just going to throw you in there just so motherfuckers see who I'm talking about. We got into the conversation. Well, you got into the conversation on Twitter. At least you made the statement about these battles that have been going on, like the Timberland fucking whatever battle. Yeah. Um, there's been a couple, man. There's been like some fucking good ones. I who just fucking they just had two R and B dudes go at it. Like I'm not gonna watch that shit, but yeah. I would watch. Like if we could get a Mikey Clark seven, where literally you set rules. Yeah, and you say okay, so we're gonna do. That's what they're doing for all these other battles. They have rules. Yeah, you're gonna do twenty tracks, and ten of them. The first ten are gonna be songs that you have produced. So I want you to pick your ten best slappers, and I want you to present them shit. And then the last ten, I want you to do beats that motherfuckers may or may not know. But a uh, Mikey Clark and seven beat battle would be fucking epic because they would. both have classics that they could pull out for the 10 and then bring out 10 no, beats that nobody's then, ever heard. Then, then, yeah, then there's shit that you're like, oh, he like uh, your regular underground fan has no fucking idea who's producing anything. Right. Besides Mikey Clark, there hasn't really been a. They're not shouting out producers. I haven't heard a shout out for a producer in a grip. Like in a song, the clowns used to mention Mikey Clark all the fucking time. Yep. He was like part of the group. Now, I'm not saying that the ME Beats guys aren't as important, but they need to like maybe be mentioned a little bit. Um, Godson. Yeah, like Godson. I think Godson would be dope. I think. And I even think it could be like, like even if it wasn't Leo, let's get two people and put them against each other. Just these, the producers should be wanting to do this, right? I think, and right now, I think it's a good chance for people to 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 get familiar more so with these guys. Like so, like even so, God sent man, if you're down to do it, I'll host you on my channel, and you can just come over here and I'll talk you through sharing your screen, and you can just play for the people. A bunch of joints you fucking produced, and we'll talk about them, and we'll talk about how you got them placements and shit, and then you can play some beats that may or may not be available for sale up on ME Beats, and I think you'd be fucking surprised. He's saying people just don't care. You know what, man? I don't give a fuck. People care or not, man. People don't care about this. (laughs) I mean, people don't give a fuck about this. I don't give a fuck about my mustache at the moment. I mean, nothing's gonna fucking. I mean, it won't hurt. Uh, uh, yeah, he might have a point because I don't know if the underground fans really give a fuck. They don't like know. when Manny Fresh know went up against Sasquatch the other day. Like that had me interested. That one didn't have me interested because Storch is just a fucking coke fiend. Well, yeah, but um, I mean, they both made fucking bangers. Yo, like, I want like I want like I want out. like. I want like Timbo yeah. Pharrell. I want like the Virginia battle. Who? Yo, um, fucking what's his name from fucking fuck? What's his name? Teddy Riley. 
is battling somebody. Yeah, he's battling baby face or some shit. Whoa, what? That's yeah. like that's like fucking Clash of the Titans, my guy. No, yeah. I like a lot of that shit. That's like straight up Clash of the Titans, my guy. Because yeah, Teddy Riley's a fucking monster. When you think about all the bands he's been in, think about all the groups he's been in that he's produced music for. Fucking guy. guy fucking yeah. uh Rex and Effect. Fucking um what was the other he, one? He fucking mad shit. Black Street. Black Street, you know. Get the fuck out of here. Really? Gave whack ass Mangino his illest beat ever. But then you have people to... you have people like Pharrell, and Pharrell's got Pharrell's got hits. Like hits. But then like he could pull like Rex like Rex and Effect Rub Shake out of his back pocket. Because that was the first thing he ever wrote when he was yep. like 16. He was in high school when he wrote. Like, and that shit was a fucking smash. Pharrell did that? Yeah, Pharrell wrote that song. I I didn't know that. Yeah, it's that's fucking come on. That's how you started. Right. And then you you just happen to know the clips. <clears throat> Lord Willing and uh Hell Off No Fury are fucking classics to me, bro. Didn't Timbaland battle somebody already? Swizz. Okay. Yeah, he did. I didn't. I, I didn't see none of those battles. Yeah, bro. like that's a tough one. Like I have to go back and watch that. I'm sure there's video of it on YouTube, but that's a tough one too. Because like, Swizz Beats like has bangers and hits, but Timbaland like he he was like, "Yo, we got babies crying. We're gonna put that in the beat." How you feel? About <laughs> and then well, like he, he got one in a million, yo. Like, that's my shit. And so like so Swizz had like DMX and Drag On. And I guess Alicia Keys, if we're counting people whose dick go in and out of them. Um, who who else do we know that really bangs on Swizz Beats? Like Jay? Yeah, he did like Hard Knock Life and shit. Okay. All right, okay. Yeah, that. Like, um, but but Swizz has never like, besides like maybe X or somebody like the Desert. Yeah, that was more of a Dame Grease fan than Swizz. Dame Grease did a lot um, of that. Is Knockin' Hills Hot Record? He, he never put. He never like put no artists on. Yeah, he never ventured out like Timbaland did. Timbaland put on Missy to some degree, put on uh fucking Aaliyah. Aaliyah, which I love to some degree, like fucking tried to put on fucking Mr. Magoo. The shit Ma- that he did oh, with God. Ma- Maganoo. Speaking of uh, fucking underrated fucking records, that Timberland and Magoo record. Who's familiar with Timberland and Magoo? Anybody? I am I am, bro. Magoo's trash, but the beats are fire. Yo, that fucking the clock strikes song, you know what I'm talking about? It's called Clock Strikes with that fucking it's that it's got the um Busta stole the sample. It's it's got the um the the fucking Night Rider sample in it. Yeah, it came out like in 97. That oh oh Timberland. Like he tried yeah, to put, the man. he tried to put on that chick, that other chick. Tweet. Oh fuck! I know what, was that her name? Was that Big her name? One. Some shit think, like that. I, re- yeah. I remember that. Hey, m- hey, hey, fucking Chris Craze, you should join us. I'm gonna put the link in the fucking thing here, so maybe Chris Craze can join us. But the Magoo, the Mag- the fucking Maganoo slander will not be fucking tolerated. <laughs> Sound like a dollar store Q-tip and shit. <laughs> the fucking 
the magoo the the fucking the magoo shit will not be tolerated the fucking hate of the magoo hate <laughs> Yeah, I, not, I tried. That shit will not be tolerated. But yeah, I think like a guy, like even just like a a presentation, a beat presentation, those are yeah. underrated sometimes. I think. And then I think some producers, and I, I mean, I'm not speaking from experience even because I've never been in this type of a thing. Um, a lot of producers aren't salesmen. A lot of them are musicians, so they make a thing. And they're like, here's my thing I made. I hope you like it. And typically, especially with rappers now, you get beat packs. And then you go through them and you just listen to them in your fucking crib and you've got your fucking four walls and your regular space. There was a day when, like, the producer would either be there or, like, now I'm sure you could Skype and play beats for somebody. And, like, you should be selling those beats. Like, you should be fucking nodding your head you should have hook ideas already like preloaded in these beats you should have ideas for a hook or like hey it'd be dope if you brought a singer in here like you know what i mean like the word producer has lost some of its luster in the in the age of beat making right and is a producer oh yeah okay because it's got to do Production to me has got to do with arrangement. It's got to do with all that shit. You know, not faggot ass puff. Puff just executive produce shit. Like, right? He's not a. But that's important too. I think it is because you get the track listing and all that. You you pick the beats and yeah, like and no, but you also find the samples and like I'm an executive producer. That's the kind of how I see it because I have big ideas. You know what I mean? Executive producers are good at manipulating other people's intellectual property. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so like, I have ideas for Twisted that I think are million dollar ideas. Yeah, tell me to do my boom bap shit, please. No, I like I want to. I want I want to host a fight. I want I want I want I want to do Fatso versus the Cane Smoker. Let's do it. Or I want a Dark Lotus mixtape, which I've said over and over again would be fire. But, yeah, man, I noticed lately a lot of people choose Chain Smoke over Fatso, man. I like Fatso more. I was gonna say that's a tough. That's that's why yeah. it's it's tough. I but liked it, Fatso more back in the day, but now I like Chain Smoker better than Fatso. Not smoking, we ain't having that. You better I get up out of the guy. back. You're taking up seat space. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell from the look on my face, and I want to get paid till I can barely even see straight. That mono shit, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm like for real. Like if you set it up and go, yo, Fatso versus the Chainsmoker, and we set it up like a fight, did you guys, either one of you guys see the um, Flatbush Zombies versus Denzel Curry Curry thing? Nah. Yo, Red Bull ended up paying for that. I'm sure we could find sponsors, and I'm sure people would come. did it again with somebody else. But they set a ring up in, like, a fucking warehouse, and they came out, and it was like a wrestling match, but they just went song for song in the ring in the round and in between they had like commentators talking about it and that's like, dope it was like theatrical and my idea for fatso chain smoker which is actually on youtube buried in youtube from damn near 10 years ago that i pitched to them in public involved two nights of shows where on the first night you do like a the weigh-in you put you put the table thing on the stage the long table and you put 
him and his crew on one side and Jamie, you know what I mean? You do the weigh-in and the face-off and all that, and they fake a fight, and then whatever, Blaze performs or something. And then the next <clears throat> night, the main event, and those two are in a ring, and Blaze, your dead homie's wearing a black and white striped shirt with a fucking stopwatch around a big old stopwatch instead of a fucking clock around his neck. <laughs> and they go back and forth song for song. And then they end the whole thing with four fists, two axe handles. Oh, that's my shit. That's as like the hard. as like as like the encore. You have two separate VIPs that include jerseys and shorts in either Newport colors or McDonald's colors. <laughs> like basketball jerseys or something. Yeah, like basketball jerseys and long basketball shorts which is what they're going to wear on stage and one's mcdonald's colors for fatso and one's menthol colors and one of the things i thought of and this is like more inside baseball type shit if you record the live production of that show that would be like an attack of the ninjas type thing if 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 you record the live version of that show directly off the board that's a new composition so no right. matter who yeah, owns they the record, they could sell it. And then a DVD, DVD rights for something like that. Um, I mean, shit, like you could really create some revenue streams on that bad boy. And I think it's a dope idea. Like they like all that theatrical shit, or at least I th- I think they do. I mean, you of would think so. You, you would think so. Right. And that leads into you have a fatso V chain smoker. Um, like photo op you know what i mean all sorts of you know all the other shit that goes along with that all the different merch that would go along with that i'd like to put those out let like figure out really what what album do i like better like track by track we need to do that on speaky clout yo yeah, they like, both have I the same amount of like, tracks too album battles mike see jamie brought up the fact that he's got earth too as well Earth yeah. two harder than the regular one. I, I I paid sixty bucks for that bitch. <laughs> what for Earth two? Yeah, Earth two. Yeah, I bought them both new. I remember when they were both new. Yeah, uh, I bought it off like the hatchet gear when it was sketchy. I bought the, the OGs when they were new, but not the oh. Earth two because I couldn't find that nowhere. I don't even know how long he's been backstage because I'm on six hundred milligrams. Oh, if you didn't know, I'm the six hundred milligram man at the moment. We're gonna add Cree to this motherfucker. What's up? Yo, you are on the show. I'm sorry I left you backstage for so long. It's totally okay. But yeah, I want to know the Magoo slander will not be tolerated if you fucking Dude, slander, you slander Magoo one more time. Show me one thing out. where he was actually on anything big besides being right next to Timberland. It doesn't matter because he talked like this. What I want to know <laughs> is how come any, there's like any rapper that committed to the voice change that he committed to gets mad props to me. There's another guy by the name of Snuffleupagus who rapped oh. the, the fucking cartoon character. No, no Magoo fucking slander. Not on my Okay, show. okay. But answer me this. Is there like an imaginary line where like rappers from up north can't come down south to like the Memphis, Tennessee area? Why is what you, that? What do you mean? It's got to do we with fucking it's got to do with fucking how many people like I just got into this conversation with somebody about we jelly. can't get R.A. the rugged man down here. No, because we can't draw, get you'll draw seven people. Ah, well, <laughs> I mean, like, but, but like, the, but the, the inverse is also true. Like, I can't book jelly in Boston. Nobody gives a fuck. 
Like he comes with he Shit, comes. With, he's known everywhere. He comes, yeah, but he comes with tech to Worcester, and everybody comes out because tech. But right. if I try to book him alone in Boston, I get six people. Same thing happened with Haystack. Haystack did less than twenty people in Providence. Like, Haystack was big down here, but known not more or not, it doesn't matter. The, it, that country shit just don't play here. Now, yeah. if you go further north, if you hit New Hampshire, Maine, there's some fucking hillbillies up there, and they'll fucking. I've seen Twisted down here twice. I've they'll seen Tech down here up. three times. I mean, some um, people tour everywhere. Alazul, yeah, that came with Twisted once. So you tours yeah. like that should travel everywhere, but like, and then what real raps on the road right now? Rugged Man will be on the road, but at this point, I'm. I think he's uh, comfortable doing what he does because he goes overseas and does a lot of shit overseas. You know, he's got yeah. home over there. Well, yeah, he lives in Germany now because he's got two kids with his old lady. But um, like. I just I I think he's in his little groove and he ain't moving from it. That just burns me up though, like so bad. Because there's Sean, fans down here, you know. He got Sean Price's daughter on his new record, so salute to that. Like I mm-hmm. always respect that dude and shit, but like he's still kind of behind the eight ball, and like the way he's releasing his album is mad old school, and I think he's gonna regret doing it this way, <clears throat> especially during the plague. <clears throat> Are you familiar with any of the uh, Dynasty Collection CDs? Like Ill Bill hosted one, Slain hosted one. No, so on so on. Uh, they're like these huge mixtapes you can get from like datpiff.com. And uh, they're like really deep, like 30 tracks plus, you know. Um, but some Sean Price was featured on some of those with other artists, you know. But I like that Piff, man. Sometimes I forget about that Piff, but you want some fucking ill, unheard of Sean P mixtapes? That Piff's the spot. Sean rapped for cash. That was part of his deal. I wish that mixtape or album Ill Bill and Sean P were going to do fucking happened. The pill or some shit. (laughs) There's a couple of things that I've heard through the, because you hear about things. And so the fact that the price of fame came out was a huge step in the right direction. Because that opens the door because the pill was about 80% complete. So they can finish that. Um, Bernadette has proven that in a studio situation, she knows what shit's supposed to sound like. Yeah. Because Price of Fame was a Sean Price record. It was a finished Sean Price record. It wasn't finished when he died. She finished that. She finished... um, Imperious Rex, one? which is one of the greatest yeah. possible she, she She fucking finished Imperious Rex, and she's not shoehorning nobody that shouldn't be placed with him. Like, she's not, yo, let me get fucking whoever that's fucking <laughs> popping right now that Sean would have fucking hated. Right. Um, I mean, that shit with Lil Fame was dope. Yeah, like, yeah, the fucking price of fame was dope, but so the pill, the pill is still outstanding because it's out there. Um, what I'm looking for is the P. Miller mixtape. The P. Miller tape. Oh, yeah. So if Static Selector ever gets off his ass or whoever's holding that particular piece of art up fucking gets off their ass, 
That would be one. That might be one of the hugest records ever. A fucking Mac Miller, Sean Price tape. What like, man? There's a Mac like, Miller Schoolboy Q album out there too. Yeah, and I think Static probably's got that one too. Static Selectors, his fucking vault. He's got some shit in there. Like it's like some fucking Temple of Doom shit. Like he got some shit in there. Um, but yeah, the P Miller mixtape. Um, which Sean was like, motherfuckers are gonna lose their mind because he was he was uber impressed with Mac Miller as an MC. Which people that people would work. that would surprise certain people, but it's like nah, like as an MC, that dude fucking surprised the fuck out of Sean. And impressed him. Yeah, there's actually a song on one of the dynasties uh hosted by Slame. Uh, Mac Miller, he spit some pretty raw shit. It's not like the stuff you would hear that he's been pushing before he died, but it was pretty uh pretty hardcore. It's called "I Want to Punch You" or something like that. You know, that's um, Pet Sounds. Pet Sounds, I think it's called. I want to mm. punch you. I want to punch you in the yeah, face. Yeah, 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 yeah. That do, one. Do, 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 do. It's got that like, like that, dude that fucking... said all this. <laughs> There's another song uh, called 21 and Under. If you're 21 and Under, you shouldn't listen to this. And it's fucking, he literally is just like, light the crack pipe so I know it's real. And like, <laughs> gun sounds, that, gun sounds. And that's, no, but that's the other thing. <laughs> Mac Miller and P, besides connected on a rap level, certainly connected on a drug level. Mm. That's why I'm super interested. One of the reasons the shit might be getting held up. Because it might be hella drug rap. And with the fact that Mac Miller died of an OD, is it a good look to release a bunch of songs that are him talking about heavy fucking drugs with Sean Price? Right. Because P didn't give a fuck. P would smoke all the PCP and then rap about smoking all the PCP. <laughs> like fucking he, legend, bro. Like he legend, bro. Like he'd be I I the fucking the fucking uh the backspin show or whatever the fuck. He, he fucking smoked some wet, went in there and was freestyle about smoking wet and being paranoid. And you can tell he's fucked up. He's not even spitting into the mic. He's like spitting around it and shit. Get out of here. <laughs> one of the best to ever do it. One of the best a lot. One of the best ever. Facts. Big facts. Yeah, he was a fucking problem. That fucking Hilda Skelter Dirt album is stupid underrated, man. You want to hear punchlines? Oof. One of my ex-girlfriends dressed up as uh, him from that album cover for Halloween. With <laughs> yeah, the, the cover's atrocious. With the, red, with the red shit. And then he even made that shit a punchline later where he was like, on my last LP, I wore a fucking cape. On your last LP, I, you wore a fucking weight. It never dropped. <laughs> yeah, nigga's nasty. That was the thing, too. Like I, I always laugh going back watching shit because it's like, Damn, he hated Drew's guts. He hated Drew, but he loved oh, Drew at the same time. Like all that shit. Like that's the type of dude I'm talking about trying to bring up for for any type of convention conference we have for rappers. Yeah, shout out Drew Hub, man. Yeah, Drew's that dude. Man. Shit, Bernadette could fucking teach a fucking master class on how to properly fucking execute in a state. Word because. His merch game has been on some other shit since he died. Like, did y'all, anybody seen them jackets? They got those Sean Price varsity jackets. Yeah. 
They're I white. Shit, white purple with, with the P on them and the fucking yo. Fuck out of here. That's better than subligated jerseys, and I even like those jerseys. That fucking statue that they got coming out. Yeah. That shit's mad expensive. Well, yeah, those things are no joke, but they look fucking so dope. My boy from Australia, Matt, he bought that shit. Damn. Yo. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was like a Kickstarter or GoFundMe or something. Yeah, it was some kind of like pre-order. To get Yo, I, speaking of Kickstarter, I got the um the digital version of the Darkness Rises fucking book. Shit's pretty fire. Is and it? then yeah, uh, I read. I got to. I'm I, I'm working on something, so I had to read the comics for that. And uh, I went through it. Like I didn't read them. I just kind of skimmed it so far. Yeah. But uh, so that girl Marissa, you know who I'm talking about? Uh, hey Marissa, if you watching. Hey, Marissa, no. E- Evil Lynn. Oh, yeah. oh, that okay. bad bitch. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> hey, hey, Evil Lynn. <laughs> don't don't speak on her like that. Be respectful. Shh. No, hey, oh. hey, Marissa. Hey. Yeah, I know her. Hey. Um, I'm just saying hey over and over again because I'm fucked up. But uh, so like, she five, nine. Hey, she she was one of the. Uh, pledgers on the Kickstarter they got added to the book. I saw that. That was dope. And like, yeah, I was like, all right, that's fucking super rad. Like, that's that's dope as fuck. It looked like her. Um, what? There were a bunch of dope parts, like all the fucking variant covers being listed in there and shit like that. Um, but yeah, I'm working on like videos for the Astro Channel that involved the comic book. That's the other thing that got, I guess got all fucked up. It kind of, all right, it, it creates, it's a double-edged sword because it's creating a problem right now, but when it's all, when it's over, it will create abundance. Um, everything that, everything in Hollywood that was in production is not in production anymore. Everything that was in the pipeline and being developed for production is no longer in the pipeline. It's, it's on pause. So, once we get clear of this shit completely, um, there will be an abundance of roles for actors and shit like that, and um, an abundance of jobs in like the post production and shit fields like that. So for somebody like me, that's good because I want to fucking act more, and it seems like nobody's fucking making anything right now. Nobody's making nobody music. doing shit. So you said you're essential? Yeah. My homie Justin works at the fucking post office. He's essential. Yeah. I'm not going to... I don't talk personal shit, but yeah. No, 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 no. I wouldn't ask you what you... I don't give a fuck what you do. As yeah. far as I'm concerned, you look like the hitman from the movie Hitman. Agent 49. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I'm fucking essential. I don't want to be leaving my house at all. Cover your face. Like that's my my whole thing is like I'm soup I'm soup we can cover our faces. That's yeah, I'm excited I'm, I'm about that. I'm throwing a bandana on after I saw fucking Doctor Oz yeah. on a fucking bandana. That's what I did. Just kept the bandana around my neck, and then when I'd go next to somebody, I would just like pull it up and take a quick yeah. breath, and or either hold my breath as I walked past somebody, you know. 
wear a bandana and bandana on. They're gonna outlaw that soon, though. I'm sure. No, hell no, they can't. They're gonna say. I think that's not uh, it, hospital it, grade or some shit. They're going no, to get rid no, of the there, I, I don't think they can because like my thing is like I, I want to wear a bandana all the time and start running in places mad aggressively where I go. <laughs> <Can't do that>. <laughs> <laughs> like every time I go to the store or anywhere, run in there mad aggressively and then stop and then just go about my business and shit. Like you don't know, bro. I'm so excited. I get to protect my identity. I I got into a conversation at Walmart with two dudes in masks. We were all standing in line, and I was like, "Oh, I if if I know I can wander around and go to places and do things, and no one can ID me, shit's about to get fucking spicy around here." Um, man, I can spot you a mile away, dude, with that beard. No, not with a bandana on, <laughs> and and not with the way I wear my bandana. Like shit could get really spicy around here really quick. There's already people getting robbed in broad daylight at knife point in this motherfucker Fall River. Fall River mm-hmm. sucks, bro. Okay. How's how are you guys doing down there in fucking Memphis? Uh we just started our quarantine uh yesterday, which I didn't see any seriousness to it. Which tells me I think they're just kind of setting up some kind of a guideline to where they don't want the hooligans out. If they don't need to be, you know, but um, I deliver for DoorDash, so I still got to be out on the road. I'm yeah, essential. Can um, so do they have do they have the contact free delivery with you guys yet? Yeah, we always get memos now, or it says just leave it at the door, which I'm cool with because I don't have to say nothing to them. You know, I just ring the doorbell, knock, and I kind of just you know I kind of make sure they're kind of coming to the door, but most times they wait for me to leave. It's almost like degrading because it makes everybody feel like they have HIV or something and too terrified to even look at you, you know? So, See, here's my issue with the, the takeout food and why I think that inevitably this whole thing is ending at a complete and total lockdown. Yeah. Um, it's going to come to that regardless, with, I with, feel like. I with, mean, with the fact that people can spread the disease and be asymptomatic, Mm-hmm. And they're not being told to stay home until they develop symptoms. You got people who can spread this shit making fucking sandwiches, bro. Exactly. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what's going on in that kitchen yeah. before they give it to I, me through the I drafty window. Who, I don't know who the fuck you're and hanging out with. I don't know where you live. I don't know who you're fucking you hanging can be, out with. You could be carrying this shit dormant for like up to two weeks, I heard. So yeah. who's to say who has what or where you got it from? I've been going to and fro like I've been in like probably over a hundred different places in the last week. And I work with money, and I work. And man, I don't know. That's the next thing. I'm surprised they haven't either outlawed money, or the CDC hasn't issued. I already did it, but if you have cash, like I have a cash stash, I took the whole cash stash, put it in a bowl, and doused it in fucking ninety one percent fucking isopropyl, and then dried. Uh, like I, I wouldn't go that far. Money's I about mean, the dirtiest shit you can have. And I'm I use my debit card for everything. Yeah, so I don't I'm even touch money. I have been using the debit card for everything, but I'm surprised they haven't outlawed cash yet. Yeah. I mean, shit, even sticking your card into the fucking reader, other people put their shit in there too. Damn right. 
I just I wash my hands after everything and I sanitize yep. hand sanitizer in my car, shit like that. My hands are mad um, dry. <laughs> for the most part, I just don't don't get nobody breathing near you. Don't breathe in their breath or you know, just this whole six foot thing, I understand that. And that's probably the very big deal. Like just don't get within proximity of anyone that could just hack near you or hack in the air and you happen to walk past it and you know, it's just common shit you know just watch when out for the, the obvious the grocery store last week they have tapes to yeah, show you they where do. to fucking stand yeah every yeah, store yeah, yeah. I went to the other day yep walmart made makeshift uh cattle lines you know like you got to walk through it and yep I said, now, well, i'm i'm surprised store. something something that occurred in the past that i'm surprised hasn't happened yet with all of this um instead of like rationing they had like during the gas shortage in the 70s to get gas. You had to be so your car, if the last digit was an even number, you went on certain days. If it was. Yeah, yeah. I think number, you said that the other day. You yeah. went on certain days. So I'm surprised the grocery store hasn't somehow instituted a look. If your whatever ends in a fucking even number, you come on these days. You know what I mean? Number or some shit. So, so you can kind of <sighs> spread the people out because that's what the problem. I mean, there were a lot of people. I went to Walmart and I was like, some woman, she almost got fucking uppercutted. She had the right answer though. So, if you if you're a fucking CNA or a fucking RN or any kind of fucking frontline healthcare worker, and I fucking see you at Walmart after work in your fucking scrubs. I'm gonna fucking uppercut you. <laughs> Understand, man, woman, or fucking old person, I will fucking take you out and I will explain to the police that you were a walking biological hazard and I had to incapacitate you. All right. Well, they're the ones on the front line, though. They're gonna get sick before us, you know. That's what so I mean. And I don't that's want the you nature to, of it. I don't want you dragging your dirty ass scrubs through the store. At least throw a hoodie on, put something over it. Like, I mean, damn. Like, there was a woman walking around straight up in some scrubs with her hospital ID. And I was like, excuse me, miss. Are you on your way to the hospital or are you coming from the hospital? And she goes, I'm on my way to the hospital. And I was like, thank you very much. And then I kept it moving. But had she said, oh, I just got off work. This is fucking Sparta. Right into the goddamn instant noodles. I shit you not. Shit, you would think they yeah, would lay down a new scrubs. rule to say, "Hey, after every shift, get rid of those scrubs." Like, either get just, rid of them or they immediately yeah. go into the fucking laundro. Like, I'm not trying to catch no shit from anybody. No, no, y'all are nasty. And then anybody looking at me weird with my mask on now, it's like I feel completely fine because there's enough people rocking masks, and by the end, we're all gonna be wearing masks. 